Hello, hello. Good morning, church. Happy Chap Gome. It is the last day of Chinese New Year. I don't know whether you are excited or you're saying, hey, so fast over already. Eh? Yeah, so uh, but I see a lot of you still in your red, which is good. Yeah, so I'm wearing black. Uh, I can't imagine myself wearing all red up here. Uh, anyway, uh, happy Chap Gome. Uh, let me push this a bit. Okay, so I want to declare 3 John 2 to you. Uh, and uh, in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Uh, prosper in all things and be in health. Yeah? Just as your soul prospers, man si sing yi. Yeah, that's all the Cantonese I can <laughs> uh, master to do. Okay, so I have one special announcement. So next week, for second service, we are not meeting here. So where are we meeting? Ah, so how many of you, you do not know where Sunway Mass Commercial Centre, SMCC is? You don't know where it is? Oh, all of you know, huh? very good. Oh, there are some of you don't know. Okay, if you do not know how to go, there is a thing in your phone which is called Waze, right? Uh, so you can type in Sunway Mass Commercial Centre, SMCC, and it will bring you to Sunway Mass. So why are we shifting our second service to SMCC? It is because God has blessed us with assets and we want to make full use of our assets. And SMCC has gone through a transformation, a facelift, renovation, so we want to make use of uh, the asset that God has blessed us. So we're shifting our second service there. And it is also to bless the community in SMCC. For many years, they have been asking us, hey, when is your church coming back? Huh? Because the hawker center there, the coffee shop there, they're saying, hey, when your church comes back to SMCC, our business boom. Huh? So we are going back to the community there. But for those of us, we are so used to worship here in Bangunan Yin, there is still the first service on Saturday at 5 p.m. and also the third service which is right now at 11 a.m. So if you are so used to Bangunan Yin, you can still come back and worship here. Okay? So that's the special announcement. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, even for the gathering of your people. And I pray, Lord, that even as I submit myself to uh, the Holy Spirit, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you have your way, that even as your word goes forth, Lord, may it truly bring life, may it truly bring restoration, may it bring healing uh, even to our souls, uh, even as we come under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and receive your word, Lord, even into our hearts this morning. So may blessing and favour come upon us, Lord, even as we sit uh, at your feet and even as we come under the covering of your wings. So we thank you, we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, hallelujah. So let's do a quick recap on uh, Ruth chapter 1. So if you remember what we did uh, in the book of Ruth, so in chapter 1, there is this family, uh, Alimelech, Alimelech, sorry, and the family. So they went to the land of Moab because there was a famine in Bethlehem. So the name Alimelech means my God is king. And he brought along the wife Naomi, which means pleasant. Incidentally, my granddaughter's name is Naomi, so pleasant, yeah? So, uh, yeah, I'm a grandfather, although I look young. <clears throat> okay, uh, and uh, he brought along the two sons, Malon, which means sickly, and Chilion, crying or pining. So I do not know why back in those days uh, when they named their babies, they named their babies... Uh, based on the experience of their childbirth. Like, for example, Jabez. Because the mother of Jabez, uh, you know, suffered pain during childbirth. 
So she named Jabez pain. So everywhere Jabez go, pain, pain, pain everywhere. So in this case, I think when Marlon was born, you know, the, the father looks at the child, well, look like a sickly child, so Marlon. So the, the, the other one crying, crying all the time, so Chilean. You know? So that's how they named their babies back in those days. So a family made a bad decision and exchanged one famine for three funerals. So it was a sad, sad story for Elimelech that, you know, they, they wanted to escape famine. They went to Bethlehem. But the very thing that they run away from, they suffered the most, even in the land of Moab. So the next two characters uh, in, Ruth, uh, in, in the book of Ruth is Ruth, which means compassionate or beautiful friend. So are there any Ruths in the house this morning? Wow, yeah, Ruth there. Yeah, any more Ruth? Yeah, it's a beautiful name. Yeah, so you are a beautiful friend. Yeah, and the next character is Opa. Opa, not Oprah Winfrey. Eh? So Opa is a neck or fawn. And we will see that when Naomi asked the daughters-in-law to stay back in Moab and don't follow her back to Bethlehem, we see the back of the neck of Opa when she goes and stay back in Moab. Yeah? So that is her name, Opa. So in Ruth chapter 1, verse 11 to 12, Naomi urged her daughters-in-law to stay on in Moab. And I believe... Uh, this is my personal conviction that she asked the daughters-in-law to stay back because uh, a bit malu, you know, you, you left uh, Bethlehem 10 years ago, now you go back. Then when you go back to Bethlehem, uh, all the kipochi will ask, hey, isn't that Naomi? You know, hey, why you come back? Uh? I thought it was a good life in Moab. And also, uh, hey, your son's married Moabitess. Uh. You know, so I think to avoid all those kipochi, uh, you know, uh, Naomi asked, the daughters-in-law, why don't you stay back in Moab, go back to your family, go back to your gods. But the turning point is in Ruth 1, verse 16 to 17, and this was what Ruth told Naomi. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And where you die, I will be buried as well. So it was a one-way ticket for Ruth. Yeah? So it reminds me of the song, I will follow you, follow you wherever you may go. How many of you know this song? Ah, I know your age already. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Ruth was identifying herself with Naomi, her people, and her God. So Ruth's statement in Ruth chapter 1, verse 16 to 17 is one of the most magnificent confessions found anywhere in Scripture, and it set the stage for Ruth to be in the genealogy of Jesus. So uh, everything was working against Ruth because she was an Ammonite, and there was a divine law in Deuteronomy 23 which states, an Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter the congregation of the Lord even to the 10th generation. And none of their descendants shall enter the congregation of the Lord forever. So how could Ruth enter into the congregation of the Israelites or the Jews? So Ruth trusted God's grace and threw herself completely on his mercy. So law excludes us from God's family, but grace includes us as we put our faith in Christ. Amen? So this morning, if you are not a Christian, I pray by the end of this service that you will put your faith in Christ. Amen? So for Ruth, all the odds were stacked against her, but because of her unremitting commitment to a cause higher than herself and the power of her choice to cling on to Naomi and identify with her God 
and her people, Ruth was literally going into uncharted territory. She was taking frontiers and she committed herself to Naomi and her God and her people. So I've entitled my sermon, Blessing and Favour Be Upon You, and we'll be looking at these five points. Number one, right decision, uh, right time and right place, right preparation, right position, and lastly, right posture. So Ruth's in-laws made a wrong decision. Yeah, in chapter 1, by going to the land of Moab uh, to escape the famine in Bethlehem. So, but when Naomi heard that there was bread in Bethlehem, the house of bread, she made a 180 degrees turn and decided that it is the right time to go back to Bethlehem. So in Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when Naomi heard of bread in Bethlehem, she made a decision, she changed her mind or repented, and she returned back to her homeland. Yeah, so Ruth was also making a decision. Yeah, she made a decision to keep her commitment to her mother-in-law and to keep the marriage covenant by following Naomi back to the homeland. So my dear brothers and sisters, the key to unlock God's blessing and favour upon your life is to make the right decision. So whenever we have disobeyed the Lord and departed from His will, we must confess our sin and return to the place of blessing. So as you can see from this table, it was a right decision made by Naomi and Ruth also made the right decision to follow the mother-in-law back to Bethlehem. But initially, the motive of Naomi was wrong because her main focus was on food and to return home to her homeland. But, Naomi, but Ruth's focus was on the love for her mother-in-law and the faith in her renewed faith and also hope for a new beginning. So the attitude of Naomi was one of a bitter spirit. So when she returned back to Bethlehem and the people say, hey, isn't that Naomi? She said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. So very Mara. So she had a bitter spirit in her and the attitude of Ruth was one that is full of determination even as she wants a new beginning in her life. Yeah, so repentance or the right decision opens the gateway to blessing and favour of God upon our lives. And in Psalm 118 verse 8, so in Cantonese it is yet yet fat fat. You know? So if you want to have yet yet fat fat, uh, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Amen? Yeah, so it's chap gome. Eh? So uh, in 2023, we always want yet yet fat fat in our life. Amen? So we put our trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So the key takeaways from this point is whenever we have disobeyed the Lord and departed from His will, we must confess our sin, repent, and return to the place of blessing. Amen? So friend, if today you are here and you are unsure, hey, why are so many years or so, there's no blessing, there's no favour in my life, what is wrong? Come back to Jesus. Amen? Repent and return back to Him. The second point in order for a blessing and favour to come upon you is God will cause you to be at the right place at the right time. In Ruth one twenty two, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab, now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. So it was a right 
time for them. So it was barley harvest when the two widows arrived in Bethlehem, uh, and it was spring, a time of new life and a new beginning. So the victorious Christian life that we have is a series of new beginnings. Amen? So even for many of us, we may be thinking, oh yeah, the year 2023, uh, uh, and the past three years after COVID, things have not changed much. But let me tell you that the winter is past, the rain is over, flowers are appearing, and right now I want you to declare in faith together with me, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, reading from verse 10. So are you ready? Please declare this loud, proclaim it, because truly, uh, the winter is past, the rain is over, spring is here. Let's declare this to our lives, okay, at the count of three. Are you ready? One, two, three. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come. And the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. Come away with me. If you know the song, Nora Jones, yeah. So come away with the Lord, yeah. So the Lord is asking you to come away with Him. Yeah, the winter is past, the rain is over, flowers appear, the time of singing has come. A COVID uh, now is like a common flu. Yeah, so don't wait for COVID to be over because it may never be over, it will be a common flu. And for those of you who have told me many, many times, hey, when I ask, have you come back physically to church? You say that I'm waiting for SMCC to reopen. SMCC reopen next week, so you better come back. Okay? Yeah, so uh, don't languish anymore because truly the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, spring is here. Amen? So let's read Ruth uh, chapter 2. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech, his name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So incidentally, the name Boaz means in him is strength. So Ruth is a foreigner, and as such, she was not qualified to directly harvest from the field, but God has set up a law for the welfare of the poor and the foreigners that they can glean or gather after the harvesters. And uh, this is in Leviticus 19. So Ruth's faith was in the grace of God, and when we realize that there is nothing which qualifies us in and of ourselves, and we rely 100% of God, that is the time that we are really attractive to our God. Amen? So God is attracted to our 100% reliance and faith in Him. Okay, so in Ruth uh, chapter 2, verse 3, let's continue. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened, happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So let me do this uh, for all of us uh, this morning. So uh, this is the center half. So on my right, your left, you all say, the Lord be with you. Then on my left, your right, 
This half you say, the Lord bless you. So let us bless one another this morning. So are you ready? At the count of three, this side you say, the Lord be with you. This side you say, the Lord bless you. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Hey, sorry, I forgot the upstairs. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so upstairs as well, uh, split yourself in half. So this side you say, the Lord be with you. And this side you say, the Lord bless you. Okay, are you ready? So downstairs you can join them as well. Ready at the count of three? One, two, three. Amen, amen. So may this be the culture even in SIBKL. Imagine if I go to the toilet, uh, I come out, then you say, the Lord be with you. Then I say, the Lord bless you. So may this be the culture even in the church. Amen. So it was truly a magnificent culture. So at the end of verse 5 in chapter 2 of Ruth, we read that, Boaz asked the servant, who is actually a picture of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always promotes uh, Jesus and prepares a bride for Jesus. So here in verse 5, uh, the servant is a picture of the Holy Spirit. And Boaz asked, whose young woman is this? So it's a start of a love story. You know, Boaz start to notice uh, Ruth. So in uh, verse 3 of Ruth, we read, Ruth happened. So the word happened comes from the root word hap. Hap is an old English word and it means to happen. And the word happy, the root word is also H-A-P, hap. Uh, and in Greek, Kairos means a time when conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action, the opportune and decisive moment. So it was a Kairos moment for Ruth where she was at the right place and at the right time. So many of us, we may say, I are coincidence only, you know. But I believe that it was truly a God-ordained moment. And I pray in 2023 that many of us, we will be at the right place at the right time where the blessing and favour of God will be upon you. Amen? Yeah, so let us claim this for 2023 that God will always cause us to be at the right place at the right time. And Ruth's happening happened to happen the way she wants it to happen. And when that happened, the way that she wants it to happen, she was a happy woman. Amen? So Ruth was indeed a happy lady that day when she gleaned at the harvest field of Boaz. So what are the results of being at the right place at the right time? Number one, I've listed seven. There are more than that. Yeah, so we have protection and refreshment. So uh, in verses 8 to 9, Boaz told Ruth to stay at his harvest field and not go to another harvest field. And uh, he has given instruction to the guys in the harvest field, don't catch out this lady, don't touch her. And it seems to me this is the first anti-sexual harassment act in the Bible, yeah? Uh, so... Uh, he, she has protection and refreshment. Then number two, when uh, you are at the right time and at the right place, the favour of God is upon you. You have favour with God and with men. Yeah? So uh, Ruth asks, why have I found favour with you? And in the, the third point, full reward for taking refuge under his wings uh, and in verse 12, we read, The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. So today, may you come under the wings of our Almighty God. And the fourth point uh, on being at the right time, at the right place, is comfort and kindness received. Uh, and the fifth point, provision and abundant grace, verses 14 to 18. So Ruth sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied 
and kept some back even for Naomi. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Lift it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. Wow, such blessings. Yeah, so she was gleaning after the harvesters, and Boaz said, hey, purposely uh, drop, drop some grain for her, you know. So this is the abundant grace of our Lord Jesus. Yeah, that even when we are inverted commas gleaning, and when we are really looking to Him for blessing and favour upon our life, He is not a, a very stingy God to say, Ayah, enough lah, cukup already. But His grace is truly abundant. Amen? So it's the same for you. So uh, the last, uh, the, the sixth point is hope and faith return to Naomi. So when Ruth went back to Naomi and Naomi asked, uh, you know, how come you have so much grain, you know? The Lord has truly blessed you. And when Naomi heard that uh, it was the harvest field of Boaz, faith arise in Naomi and faith returned back to her. And she said that truly Boaz is our kinsman redeemer. And the last point is stay in the company of God's people. Uh, so this is what... Uh, Boaz told uh, Ruth, Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, this is what Boaz said to me, you shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. So I just want to emphasize a bit on the seventh point. When you are here in SIBKL, stay close with the young women and the young men. So who are the young women and the young men. The young women and the young men are your brothers and sisters that you see, the ones who are sitting beside you. So I am a young man. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah? So beside you is a young woman. Beside you is a young man. Although you see Elder Kunta with grey hair, he is still a young man. Yeah? So this is our harvest field. This is the field that the Lord has placed you in. Don't go to another harvest field. Stay with the young men. Stay with the young women in this harvest field. Amen? Yeah, so my friends, stay close with God and fellowship with the young men and women. So what are the key takeaways of this point? Okay, Kairos moments are God-appointed moments of breakthrough. Expect to receive your breakthrough in 2023. Amen? So God's grace and favour will lead you to be at the right place at the right time. And in Acts 3.19, it says, Therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times or kairos of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So when God leads us to the right place at the right time, our life will be supernatural, natural. Yeah? Amen? So even for my own life, I've seen many, many occasions where there are so many incidences where it seems like it's so supernaturally natural. So if you want to know about my stories, which I don't have time to tell you today, buy me lunch, then I will tell you my life stories. Amen? So Ruth's faith in the God of Naomi led her to the field of Boaz where she gleaned from barley harvest until wheat harvest, which is the month of April to May. And the care shown by Boaz for Ruth compelled him to pour out his grace upon her and to meet her every need. So right now, I would like to take a quotation from a book 
which I receive as a Christmas present entitled Inspirational Women of the World, where one of our members, Anita Lawrence, uh, her story is featured in this book. And I would like to take her quote from the book and I've asked her permission. So this is what Anita Lawrence wrote. You like someone for who they are. You love someone because of who you are. So this is a very profound statement. And why I quoted Anita Lawrence is, I believe it is the same for Boaz. Yeah? In Matthew 1 verse 5, we read, Salmon, not the fish, Salmon. Eh? Yeah? Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, and Rahab was the mother of Boaz. Yeah? So, so Rahab, who was Rahab? Anybody knows? Who was Rahab? So silent one. You don't know your Bible, are you sad, man? Rahab was a prostitute and she was a Canaanite and Boaz's mother was actually Rahab. So that means Salmon uh, married uh, Rahab and uh, some commentators believe that Salmon could be one of the two spies that Rahab uh, hide, you know, uh, when, when the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. So Boaz was actually uh, not a hundred percent Jew because the mother was a Canaanite and the father Salmon was from the tribe of Judah. So I believe, and that's why I quoted this statement, that when Boaz saw Ruth, he saw Rahab, the mother in roof, yeah. So this is my own personal conviction, and and that's why he was able to love Ruth for who she is, because Boaz himself has experienced the grace of God, because he has seen how the Lord has rescued Rahab, his own mother, even from the walls of Jericho. So. This is my own personal belief. Okay, so uh, let's move on uh, along. So we have covered right decision, right time and right place. Now we move on to right preparation. So in order for the blessing and favour to come upon you, there must be right preparation on our part. And in chapter 3 of Ruth, we read, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the men until he has finished eating and drinking. So very good advice. Never approach a hungry man because a hungry man is an angry man. And when a hungry man is an angry man, they are hungry. Yeah? Uh, so, uh, so this is very good advice from Naomi. And let's read on in verse 4. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies and you shall go in uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, all that you say to me, I will do. So here in chapter 3 of Ruth, we see Naomi taking on the role of a matchmaker. So in life and in general, there are three categories of people. There are those who make things happen. There are people who just watch things happen. And that's the third category who really don't know what happened. Yeah? So there are three categories of people. One who make things happen. One who just watch things happen. And one who don't know what happened. Yeah? So uh, Naomi belongs to the first category and she make things happen for Ruth. Yeah? So... Firstly, he, she says that go and wash yourself. Yeah, so sin separates us from God 
And if we continue to sin deliberately and do not repent and confess our sins and return to God, we find ourselves feeling more and more guilty. And even our own feeling, we feel so dirty uh, before God's eyes, even though God is always waiting for us to come back to Him uh, and, and to wash us clean by the water uh, of His Word, that even by confession and repentance, we return back to Him. Amen? So the first point, which is also a practical point, wash yourself. 2 Corinthians 7.1 Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Ephesians 5.26 That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So read the Bible, my friends, and get cleansed and squeaky clean uh, in 2023. So, incidentally, for those of us who are in cells, we have launched the Bible reading plan for 2023. So, for 2023, for those of you who are not in cell, may I urge you to read at least half the Bible. Read 33 books of the Bible, and it is only two chapters a day if you read half the Bible. And if you are more adventurous and you are more hardworking, read through the entire Bible, yeah? So it's not very difficult. So get yourself cleansed by the reading of His Word, amen? The second point is anoint yourself. 1 John 2, 27, but the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. So the second preparation is abide in God, be anointed or filled with His Holy Spirit. We ought to be the fragrance of Christ. And when the Holy Spirit fills you and you are more and more like Christ, the fragrance of Christ will exude from you and people will love to be in your presence because when they see you, they see Christ and they smell Christ in you. Amen? So we ought to be the fragrance of Christ. And the third point is, put on your best garment. Isaiah 61 verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. So dear friends, take off your grave clothes, which is your old self, and put on the grace clothes of the new life in Christ. So on the practical side of things, if you are single and you're looking for a life partner of the opposite sex, please go and take a bath, put on some cologne or perfume, and put on your Sunday best when you come to church. Lah. You know, if not, people also uh, won't even look at you. Leh. And if you smell stinko, uh, who wants to sit next to you? Uh, you worship God. Wah, bau ketia, hui. You know, so, this is also a practical advice to all of you. Uh, Take a bath, clean yourself, put on some cologne or perfume, and dress your Sunday best to church. Amen? Yeah, so I really love the second row here. You see the ladies are so well-dressed, you know, uh, all ready for chap gome already. Yeah, so uh, dress your Sunday best when you come to church. So what are the key takeaways from this point on right preparation? To have God's blessing and favor upon us, we must prepare ourselves to be blessable, inverted commas, by the cleansing of His Word, to be filled with His Spirit, and to be clothed in Jesus' righteousness. Amen? Yeah, so, so in verses 4 and 5, Ruth was taught how to approach Boaz, uh, to notice where he lies down. So why did Naomi asked Ruth to notice where Boaz lie down. Because when 
You know, in the still of the night, uh, imagine if Ruth wants to approach Boaz and she has to say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, it's not practical. So that's why uh, Naomi asks Ruth, see where Boaz is lying. So it's a very practical advice uh, for Ruth as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uncover his feet and lie down at his feet. So there is nothing improper about this procedure for it was the only way that Ruth could approach Boaz and ask him to be their kinsman redeemer. So she has put herself at the feet of Boaz uh, and at the right position uh, at his feet. So the next point, uh, this was the position that Ruth placed herself. And four times in chapter 3, we read at his feet, at his feet, at his feet. Ruth had fallen at the feet of Boaz in response to his graciousness. But now she's coming to his feet to propose marriage. She was asking Boaz to obey the law of the kinsman redeemer and take her as his wife. There are, there are some cultures where falling at the feet of a person is paying respect to the elders. And if you are familiar with the Indian culture, you know, the, the young will fall at the feet of the elder and even touch the feet of the elder and ask the elder to bless them uh, because they honour the elders. So this is something which is very common back in those days and even some uh, practice it even until today. So to be at one's feet is a place of humility. And this place of humility will be a place of exaltation as we shall soon uh, discover later on. So <clears throat> uh, reading on in verse 8 of chapter 3, now it happened at midnight that the man that is Boaz was startled and turned himself and there a woman was lying at his feet and he said who are you so she answered i am ruth your maid servant take your maid servant under your wing for you are a close relative how many of you when you sleep you cover a blanket over your feet i think most of us do right i remember um, back in my cell group last time there was this couple who comes to our cell group, uh, uh, both of them wearing socks. So I asked, what do you wear socks? Oh, because immediately after the cell meeting, uh, which ends uh, actually past midnight, you know, most cells end after midnight, uh, yeah, I go straight to bed. Uh, and when I sleep, I wear socks so that, you know, my feet is warm, you know. So, so there are couples who wear socks uh, I don't know whether any one of you wear socks to bed. Yeah, so this was again something very practical which Naomi asked Ruth to do. Uncover the feet of Boaz. So by midnight, by 1 a.m., 2 a.m., uh, we are very cold already. Uh, then suddenly he wake up. Oi, who's this woman at my feet? You know? So he was startled because there was a woman at his feet. So Boaz is what we call a kinsman redeemer. So if you want to know uh, in detail what a guardian redeemer or kinsman redeemer is, go listen to yesterday's sermon by Pastor Isaac. Uh, he dealt a lot with the guardian redeemer. So here, I just want to state this. A kinsman redeemer has a social and a legal responsibility to care for poor relatives who are at risk of losing their land or inheritance, particularly if they have lost their husband. And we see this in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9 and 10. So the next position that Ruth took was under the wing of Boaz. So under your wing. Ruth uh, 3, verse 9, take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And we uh, first saw wing in uh, verse 12 of chapter 2, the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. So wing in verse 9 refers to the helm uh, of Boaz's garment. Back in those days, 
uh, the Jews, they have a prayer shawl, uh, and the helm of the prayer shawl is uh, what you, you can see a blue line or blue tacit, and this is the helm uh, or the wing uh, of the garment of Boaz. So, so now she would want to be under the wings of Boaz, and this was how Boaz responded. Then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Yeah, so uh, today... If your spouse is beside you, the husbands in the house, yeah, upstairs as well, turn to your wife and say, you are a virtuous woman. Come, do that. Oh, yeah, so hard to say one man. Yeah? Okay, one more time, loudly. Turn to your wife. One, two, three. Amen. So may all your wives be virtuous women. Amen. Yeah, the Proverbs 31 woman. So the right position for both Boaz as the blesser and Ruth, the one who receives the blessing. So Boaz accepts Ruth and incidentally, all of us here, we are Ruths in a way because we are the Gentiles uh, uh, who have been ingrafted into the Israelites, you know, the, the first uh, born, uh, you know. <clears throat> so we are actually all Ruths. Yeah, so Ruth is the blessed and she was committed to the cause. Yeah. Boaz is more than able to redeem Ruth and so is Jesus. Jesus is more than able and he's more than willing and Boaz assures Ruth that he will redeem her. And, and the blessed, uh, she's committed to the cause. She relies on Boaz's grace. She was humbled by his acceptance. And at the end, she received a generous gift, the six ephahs of Bali. So for us as believers, what have we received when we, re we receive Jesus into our heart? We have received his Holy Spirit, which is a deposit of things to come because the Holy Spirit is given us as a deposit that when Jesus comes again and we are fully redeemed where we have a new body, you know, a resurrected body which will never see decay and will never ever grow old. And these six ephahs of Bali that Ruth received from Boaz in a way speaks as though it is like the Holy Spirit that has been given to us as our guarantee, as a deposit of greater things to come. Amen? Yeah, so just as Boaz accepts Ruth, our Heavenly Father accepts all of us and Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. So my question to all of us this morning is, will you be at Jesus' feet? Will you come under the protection of His wings? And my friend, even this morning as you come here to be at Jesus' feet and come under the covering of His wings for refuge is the right position for us to take even as we wait on Him expectantly. Amen? So let's review what we have covered thus far. So we have seen a right decision that we need to repent and return back to the place of blessing. Uh, and God will cause us to be at the right place at the right time in order for His blessing and favour to come upon us. And when uh, we make the right preparation and we take up the right position like roof, uh, you know, uh, Naomi then asked Ruth to have a right posture. So the last point is right posture. And we read in Ruth 3 verse 18, then she said, Sit still, my daughter, 
until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. So what this verse means is that there was another kinsman redeemer who was even closer than Boaz. So what Boaz has to do is he has to approach this uh, first in line to be the kinsman redeemer. And if this kinsman redeemer say, no, thank you, I don't want to redeem the land, I don't want to marry Ruth, then Boaz will take over as the next in line as the kinsman redeemer. So here, Naomi is asking Ruth, don't go about trying to get yourself married off. Just sit still. Sit still and wait, you know, uh, until you know how the matter will turn out, whether Boaz was successful or not. For Boaz will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. So my dear friends, even for us, let us not go around like a headless chicken, but let us just come before the Lord and sit at His feet. <clears throat> Sorry. Let us sit at His feet and let us just rest in the assurance that God will redeem us <clears throat> and, and God will truly do much more than we can ever ask or imagine of Him. <clears throat> so Psalm 46 Verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And Romans 8 uh, reads, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So for this last point on the right posture, the key takeaway is, one evidence of your complete trust in God's blessing and favour upon your life will be your willingness to sit still and let God have His way. Amen? There is a saying in SIBKL which goes something like this, when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. So let us not take the position of God let God be God and let God hold your hands. Let God be the one who redeems you. Amen? Because even as we stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, the Lord is saying to you, look up, hold your heads up high because your redemption draweth nigh. Yeah, so if there's one thing that you can remember today, if you forget, have forgotten all the five points that I have preached and there's only one thing that you remember today. Remember that Jesus, our Redeemer, He is faithful and true and everything that Jesus tells you will come true. Amen? Because He is faithful and true and everything that He has said, He will do for you. Amen. So sit back, relax, and even as I sing this song, my Redeemer is faithful and true. May this song minister to all of us. As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times it's carried me through And if there's one thing that I've learned in my life My Redeemer is faithful and true my Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true 
heart rejoices when I read the promise There is a place I am preparing for you I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face Cause my Redeemer is faithful and true my Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do And every morning His mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true He has proved His love for me When I lack the understanding He gives more grace to me My Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said He will do morning his mercies are new my redeemer is faithful and true jesus is faithful and true Let us pray. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads and let's pray. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, God made him, that is Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. And in chapter 6 of the same uh, book in 2 Corinthians, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For He says, In the time of my favour, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I help you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. So today, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, if God has spoken to you and you have never received the Lord Jesus as your personal Saviour and Lord yet, and you want God's blessing and favour to come upon you at the count of three, Nobody looking around. If you want Jesus to come into your heart, you want to receive Him as your personal Savior and Lord. At the count of three, can you raise up your hand high enough for me to see and I will pray for you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise up your hand if you want to receive. I see that hand, sister. I see the hand, sister. I see the two hands uh, there. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? I see one right at the back. Uh, thank you, brother. Hallelujah. How about up in the balcony? Are there any one of you you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. So let us all pray this prayer and encourage those who raise up their hand. Yeah? Uh, those who raise up their hand, let's pray along with them. Let's encourage them. Yeah, and, and even as they've raised up their hand, they want to receive Jesus into their heart. So for those of us who are already believers, let's repeat after me and let's encourage these ones who raise their hands to receive Jesus for the very first time. Father God, I thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are 
our kinsman redeemer. I confess that I'm a sinner and that I need you in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. I now open my heart to receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. And now that I have received you, my name is written in the book of life and it will never ever be erased. Thank you, Lord. I receive your blessing. I receive your favor upon my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And now, uh, for those who have raised up your hand to receive the Lord Jesus, can I ask you to take a bold step to come to my left, your right, uh, and the pastors and the leaders who give you some material to read and also to pray for you. For the rest of those of us, if you are uh, asking God for a breakthrough in 2023, things don't seem to go well in your life and you are trusting God for a breakthrough in 2023, when we sing the closing song, you come forward for prayers and the pastors and the leaders will pray for you. If you want a breakthrough in your life, come forward and the pastors and leaders will pray for you. So let's arise and sing this closing song and the altar is now open. Do come forward for prayers if you need prayer. Hallelujah. Just spend a moment of quietness before God, those of you who are still here. Because actually the best part of the service is the end one. No? It's not the message, I understand. It's important. Because at the end of the service, God is going to take up His Word to fulfill it in your life. You will just only hear the message and that's the end. That's it. You come again next week to hear the message. But this week's message, if you do not appropriate and earth it, it's just left. Not on good soil. Because you go outside, you forget about it, right? The best part is the end of the service when the Word now becomes flesh. The Word becomes flesh. Take it back. And now the Word is translated into blessing. Thank you for staying. Thank you so much for staying on. Just spend a moment of quietness and a couple more minutes. And I'm going to ask Pastor Jeffrey to speak a blessing upon all the women here. And all the women of you, families, if you are still standing with your wife, can you put your hands around your wife? If you're still standing with your wife and if children are standing with mum, please do that in a balcony as well. So that your mother and your wife feels the warmth of the embrace of God. Your arms represents the arms of Jesus. Your arms represent the arms of Jesus for your mother and for your wife. Spend a moment of quietness and let it sink in to your spirit man before I ask Pastor Jeffrey to pray for all of you. I know it's not possible to minister to all of you one-on-one, nah? but because you are here, God will hear your prayers. God has heard your prayers and whatever your heart's desire, it will be fulfilled. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. Wow. There's a very strong presence of God in the house, you know that? Very strong presence of God. 
about God is in the house. God is in the house, and God loves you. Let the past be the past. Understand? Let go, and let God give you a new beginning. No more famine. It's harvest time. No more famine. It's the year of abundance. It's a year of plenty. It's a year of the harvest. Wow! I'm gonna ask Jeffrey to say something and to pray. Hallelujah! Even as ministry continues up front, I pray that the message from Ruth chapter two and three. Will truly anchor you for the rest of 2023. That the blessing and favor of God will come upon you. That even as you make the right decision to repent and return to God, God will cause you to be at the right place at the right time. And when you prepare yourself and you have the right preparation. And the right position to come and lay at His feet and come under His wings and have the right posture. Truly, the Lord will bless you, and you will see breakthroughs in your life in 2023. So, Father God, I thank you for the many who have made the decision to make Jesus their personal savior. And Lord, this morning, and I pray that even as they've made the decision, that truly heaven rejoice over one soul that is saved, Lord. And we thank you that for the many souls that have been saved this morning, even through this message. And I pray that your message will continue to do a deep work in each and every one of my brothers and sisters here this morning. So I speak a blessing over you, my dear brother. I speak a blessing over you, my dear sister. And I pray especially for the women in the house that truly you are not a second-class citizen or second in creation, but you are the helpmate of your husband, of your spouse. And I pray that even as you come alongside your husband. I pray for the children in the family that you will honor your mother because this is the only commandment with a promise that you will have long life on earth. So I bless the women of the house, and I pray that truly 2023 will be a defining year for all of us. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His countenance towards all of us and grant us His shalom peace. And all of God's people say, "Amen." Thank you for coming. Please leave quietly, even as ministry continues up front. I'll see you again next week. God bless.